Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Uh, today's thoughts are about science, in particular medical science. Um, and there'll be a little bit of a, a call out of Corona. I haven't talked about Corona yet on any of these podcasts. I've been trying really hard to avoid the topic, but today's topic was just too juicy and there's a good time for Corona, so I couldn't help it. Anyway, um, this podcast starts with a story from about four years ago. I was um, out camping with some friends, both who worked in the medical, both of whom worked in the medical profession. And um, I got a splinter, uh, a pretty big splinter. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's, anybody have a needle? We can take this thing out, as you do. Um, and in fact, we did have a needle, but it was a rusty needle. It wasn't that rusty, but it was pretty rusty. We were near the ocean, and so, like, the stuff we had lying around was generally pretty rusty. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, that's no problem. We'll just put it in the flame. We got lots of that, lots of fire around. Put in the fire, and uh, we'll kill anything that's on it. Any tetanus on this rusty needle will be killed, and I can use it to pick out my splinter. And my medical friends looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. They were like, no way, you cannot use a rusty needle to pull out a splinter. Um, there's no, you, you can't use a rusty needle for anything that involves your body. You got to go get a new needle. Um, and they couldn't really give me a good reason. For me, like from first principles, it seemed like it'd be pretty safe. Uh, flame is 1500 degrees Celsius. That's going to kill all the bacteria on there for sure. Um, but, you know, better safe than sorry. So we went to the store. We bought a fresh needle. We used that to get out my splinter. And it's definitely the right call, right? I mean, even if there's a 0.1% chance that my understanding of basic science is misleading here, that in fact there's like some toxins that are left behind by the bacteria or something, it's worth a quick trip to the convenience store to avoid that 0.1% chance of getting tetanus. Okay, now fast forward to this year. I was traveling in Asia right around the time when Corona broke out and things were okay in Korea and Japan and Malaysia, mainly because everybody was wearing masks. Now, Corona hit the US a few months later and things blew up. So I was in Japan at that time. I called up a doctor friend of mine and also an epidemiologist friend and I asked them what was going on. Like, why is the US blowing up so much? Um, and they said, oh, you know, there aren't enough masks here. And my response to that was, um, well, can't you just tie a rag over your face? And at that point, my friends looked at me with the same look I got with my other friends when I brought up the rusty needle three years earlier. Like, I basically, they told me, you can't just tie a rag over your face. You need a medical grade mask if it's going to be any good. You need to apply it properly. In fact, it's probably best you don't wear a mask at all so you avoid touching your face, which is just going to make you more sick. Well, it turns out we were wrong, right? I mean, it turns out that homemade masks today are actually really effective at preventing the spread of corona. Um, but while we, you know, waited to learn that, a lot of people died. So it's kind of like, you know, back to my rusty nail scenario, if thousands of people were dying of splinters, like really big, serious splinters, and you only had rusty needles around, I would hope that 
the doctor or doctor would just like, you know, put that rusty needle in a flame, get it really clean and go to work. Science is really, really, really important. And it's made our lives way better than it was 100 years ago. But 100 years ago, we also discovered during the epidemic of 1918 that masks can prevent a lot of people from dying. Yeah, there were mask orders in 1918 too. So maybe there's some better balance of science and action that we can find for emergent situations like corona. It could probably be useful for combating climate change too and any other situation where rigorous science has struggled to keep up with a quickly changing situation. We need something in between me trying to dig out a splinter with a rusty needle and 50,000 people dying because we didn't think to tie a rag over our mouths. I don't know what that balance is. I don't know what a more action-oriented but still tolerably not too risky version of medical science is. But I think for situations like corona, we probably need something different. So what do you think the balance is?